Hello. Hi, John. Oh, <clears throat> hi, Merlin. Happy Labor Day. Oh, wow. It is Labor Day. To all, to all who celebrate. Whew. Labor yeah. Day. Boy, I've been waiting you for you it. Good? You good? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been Ooh. coughing a lot this morning, but I think it might have something to do with the fact that I had a breakfast of M&M's and uh, my body... My body recoils when I when I do a thing like that. It just were they <clears> paired like, with anything besides coffee, or was it just raw M and M's? No, it was. They were paired with coffee. But what I did, I was at the grocery store. It was late at night, and they had one of those, uh, you know, point of purchase enticements. Mm -hmm. It wasn't right there with the gum and the and the pulp magazines. It was across from the. It was where you would wait if you were waiting. And they were these large... Oh, like that, that pre-area end cap, that it, sometimes it's Dasani water, sometimes yeah. it's uh, Lay's family chip products. Yeah, yeah. It'll be DiGiorno's pizza up here. DiGiorno, sometimes yeah. it'll be Tillamook ice cream. And in this case, it was two large... It was large size bags. Oh, like they, you're talking about a share, sharing size. Yeah, sharing size, family size. How about, how about some sharing size gummy bears this weekend? Yeah, that's what it was, sharing size. <laughs> Uh -huh. And they had uh, peanut M and M's. Which <laughs> no, is don't worry, you're not you're not an uh, unlovable hog. No, you have friends, and you, you love bought to, these share. to share. You love you these <laughs> to share, even if you're just sharing it with yourself. It is a sharing. Well, I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> help begins at home. Well, so they they had the uh, they had the peanut M and M's, the 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 best of the M and M's, mm, the best okay. of the M and M family. I'll allow it. Mm. And uh, and then they had the new peanut butter kind. And I thought, you know, I like to mix things. I like so to. It looks last... a little bit like a Reese PC, but it's got a crunchy out outside. That's exactly right. Oh God! It's damn. got a little little bit of peanut butter flavoring inside. Peanut butter. Uh, what would it be called? Paste. Slurry. Uh, a, a Nutella of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. But not Hazelnoose. Hazelnoose. Okay. Um. So I thought, you know, I like to mix stuff. I got a turkey dinner at the diner last night. I had stuffing. My sister got the hot turkey sandwich. The only difference between the two was $3 and stuffing, and I felt like it was worth it because stuffing to me is worth $3. Uh -huh. In this case... It, I mean, that's got, that almost fits into, I know it's not meat, but it really almost falls into extra meat for a dollar, mm -hmm. which also technically kind of falls into always make all the bacon. That's right. That's right. Don't, it's meat. Don't, it's... Deny, don't deny plenty, especially mm -hmm. if it's inside your budget. They could have put a little more gravy on it for my taste. But yeah, the stuffing is meaty, beady, big, and bouncy. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's what you want. It's what you want. It's what I, I love want. stuffing. You know, it's great to make at home, too. If you make a stovetop, that's like a 30-second uh, delicious dish. See, I'm not as good at that, or at least I've never tried it. So, you know, that's an example right there. I said I'm not good at it. In fact, it just means I haven't tried it. I've never made stovetop stuffing, even though I love stuffing. Oh. And I don't want sage in the stuffing. I don't want the stuffing to taste like... Like uh, you picked it up off the dirt. I want it to sage, taste sage like is celery. The sage is the cilantro of meat. Yes. You must use it very advisably, and you should take care to make sure that everyone in the party has uh, shares a feeling about oregano or sage. Yeah, and sage, I don't... sage, and even I'm going to say, you know what? I'll throw one more on there. I don't no. hate dill, but I think you need to be advisable with your dill. No, I don't want to use dill, and I don't want rosemary. I don't want. Do you put dill on a salmon? I will put dill on a salmon. Yeah, You're not a because... monster, right? No. But you know this whole this whole world that we entered into at some point, where rosemary was the thing that went on chicken. It's like people made chicken for thousands of years without rosemary. When did it become the thing that goes on chicken? 
Yeah, when did that happen? Yeah, I don't like it. And that's the thing. There are so many things in today's stop, world. Stop making like, assumptions oh, about what, what kinds of that. herbs. Stop yeah. making herbal assumptions is what I'm asking. Well, it's just, it's part of this whole pickle everything school. Okay. Well, you yeah. can't just have chicken. You can't just have a crispy chicken. You can't just bake it in, the, in its own butter. You know, no, I got a word for put... this, John. I got a word for this. And there's two words. I, there's always two things with me. There's two words I started using a lot when we were on our quote-unquote vacation. And uh, one of them was the word hostile which is a word I found myself constantly using to describe the entire travel industry. Uh, the other word I started using a lot is cute. And I've used that word before. You can use cute in lots of ways, but cute has become an important guiding principle for me. You know what? Don't get cute. Don't get cute about it. Just make a fucking chicken and don't get cute about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think no, America I'm... got a little cute. <sighs> do you know what I'm saying? They, well, we didn't have anything else to do, and so all that was left was cute. Since like the 70s, you think? When did it start? When did this when did this when did this herbal like strap-on flavor madness? When did that begin for you? When's the first time you found yourself saying all this oregano makes my Mexican food taste like uh, soap? I got to say, you know, here it's like everything, Merlin. It was so exciting when it first happened. It was so exciting the first time somebody Almost put everything's in front exciting of you when it first oh, happens. It was so exciting yes. and you're like, look at it, it's the young chef. The young chef comes out of the kitchen. He's like, Oh, I just uh, made the, the I made this. Uh, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm from around here. Everybody knows me already because I work. Oh, in he's, this he's, other a, he's a local boy made good. Yeah, he, yes. he, was, a, he was a sous chef or something. Because there mm -hmm. used to be only a couple of chefs. First you person know, in his family to go to chef school. Yeah, there, were, there wasn't even a chef school. It was like it was like when was my great grandfather became a justice of the peace. He didn't mm -hmm. go to law school. He just sat at it. He was Bartleby the Scrivener until somebody mm. was like, "We need another judge out here." And what he say? <laughs> he was like, "Huh." Okay, <laughs> that's not actually the famous Melville line. But... <laughs> no, was... This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com slash ROTL. Did you know it's, it's, I think it's still technically summertime. Get your summer on. You know, you need clothes. Please wear clothes. It's so vital that you wear clothes. And right now you can dive into Mack Weldon's swim line with trunk and board short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. And when you're not in the pool, Mack Weldon's new Maverick Tech Chino Short and Radius Short are the perfect additions to your summer wardrobe. I need to start saying things like short and, and pant and trouser. I should start saying that because I think it sounds really classy. The point is that uh, this is going to be perfect for your summer wardrobe and it keeps you comfortable. So you can confidently power through your most active days. Mac Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. This is very cool. Level one of Weldon Blue. Hey, you get free shipping for life. Boom, out the door. Bob's your uncle. And once you reach level two by spending $200, you get 20% off every order for the next year. So stay cool this summer and look great doing it with all new collections of men's essentials from Mac Weldon. Uh, you know, summer or otherwise, I got to be honest with you guys, uh, I'm probably the biggest fan in the world of Mac Weldon, and yet I'm desperately not very active. I know you're more active than me, so you'll benefit from this. Me, I, I love I love stuff uh, like their, their long sleeve uh, t-shirt. I have a bunch of those. I do like their underpants. I have their fleece vest. I have all the things, you guys. I wear it every day. So do me a favor. For 20% off your first order, you go to MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, just like it sounds, and enter the promo code ROTL, just like it sounds, and uh, it's going to get you 20% off. MacWeldon.com slash ROTL, promo code ROTL for 20% off. They're reinventing men's basics. And, and don't you want to be there for that? You, you can tell your kids. You know, I was there. I made it happen. I, 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 I got comfortable with MacWeldon. Do it. 
Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I'll do it. That should be on your family crest. Ah, just the phoneme. <laughs> yeah, I re- I remember the first time. The first time some guy, uh, some guy younger than me. Uh, this uh-huh. is it. I remember when there was a guy younger than me that ha- that started a restaurant. Okay. Oh. And you know, because this is going to happen, right? When you're 22, there's very few people younger than you that have started a restaurant. But you get to be 27, all of a sudden there's a 26 year old. He started his own restaurant. Yeah. And uh, we all went. We went all the time. My girlfriend got a did. job there as a as a as a waitress because she was, um, or I guess is that a place server? we went to with the benches that one time. No, no, no. It was okay. before that. It was before that. It was a it was a place, and it had some name like the C and Cake or whatever it was. <laughs> And um, <laughs> right, and it was it's and, uh, one of those names. It's a Portland style name. They got an X on the sign with a fork. No, but that's, it, this, yeah, this is way before that. Portland before got all that, that. This is more us. when you would name it like the kind of place. Speaking of Melville, it's the kind of place where you might uh, lay down with Queequeg. Like the name this was is, an inn. This is at the time when Portland was. St- if you went into a restaurant in Portland, you got a chicken with crispy skin. And uh, and a side of vegetables, right? And you a pole dance, go, if memory serves. Yes, you could go, you could go to a restaurant in Portland and you get normal food. Okay. And I and I would sit in this restaurant. Wow. Here was the, the first sign. You walk into the restaurant. There's no menu. There's a oh. blackboard, and some things written on it. Oh, and, and they don't they don't. So, so it's also one of those places. Maybe again, this could be later on. If something costs twelve dollars, you just write the number twelve. Yeah, or 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 if you need to ask, you can't afford a- it. AQ, yeah, market. But you couldn't read that. You the 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 menu was written on a blackboard in someone's hand. They couldn't read, so the server had to explain it. The server had you. You're, you look at it and you go, "Is it?" Okay. Well, obviously, obviously, you love your friends, but like, yeah. what what kind of dishes? Would the server be explaining to you if you're oh a lot of seafood? You know, it's one of those like Ooh. you get the meat, you get the best meat, and then you devise the menu, not the other way around. I you see. don't say Lo- locally sourced. We get whatever's fresh, and somebody today, comes up, backs up the money truck. It's at this point, are they also are they leaving off the article and just referring to your friend as chef? Chef no, is no, chosen. No, 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 no. no. It's all before came, that. That came much later. This, this was is Neolithic, John. You're going way back. Yeah, this would have been, I don't know, it just would have said the guy, you know, the, 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 the cook. The cook. <sighs> <laughs> what happened to it's me? All, what had happened was, it's also horrible, John. Why does everything have to be horrible? Well, what, what, what wasn't horrible about this, uh, about, the, about the, the, uh, the inciting incident of this story, is that this was, this was at uh, 11.59. They closed this particular grocery store at, at midnight. I don't think that that should be how they run grocery stores because there's somebody in a grocery store all night. They're stocking the shelves, right? They're in there all night. They're stocking the shelves. Mm-hmm. Most grocery stores, at least around here, used to stay open. They only had one register open. Yeah. And they did this in went- Florida. They did this in Florida. And I could tell the first time I walked in to not a jewel, but like, you know, one of the big, one of the big stores. First time I ever walked in, it was obvious that they had realized something that you realized here. Which is we got people here putting stuff on shelves anyway. Why don't we continue stocking like we normally would? And the only difference is now customers can come in and utilize this one lane. Right. You want to? Uh, it's it's two o'clock in the morning. I want a loaf of bread, a quart of milk, and a stick of butter. Stick of butter. Yeah. And Papers, I go right something like yeah, that. Yeah. I I go to the place. I yeah. I I wave a hearty hello to all the people who are stocking the Cheerios. Ahoy! I get my things. Ahoy! Right. And I go up and I stand at the register and I wait. 
patiently until the assistant manager who's stocking the produce wipes their hands on their apron and comes over and rings me up for these things. It takes 30 seconds to them and then they're back. What is it? It's not the electricity's already on. All it key, all it requires is you keep the door unlocked. Somebody and had I, the great idea to continue accepting money for more hours. Yeah, right, right. For That's those idea. who don't wake up until the late afternoon. We, we Come all on. We help stay, us out. Yeah, How hard is this? We hour day just like everybody else. But it but it, it doesn't end until three. I told my neighbor today, I said, Happy Labor Day. I said, mm. you know, when you're self employed, you don't have a labor day. Because mm. who, who would who would care? Mm. You ought to have who would that care? There's no there's no sympathy if for you're the man. Employed, you yeah, you don't yeah, every day is Labor Day. Merlin Sleepy man. Podcaster gets gets no uh gets gets no slack. Sleepy Podcaster gets no slack. <laughs> That's one so, of my favorite kung fu moves. It's eleven fifty nine. I'm not. I'm not. Uh-huh. My you got, you, wait, no. You and Susan are there, and you've got a sandwich with stuffing Susan, and not enough gravy. Susan's not there. No, this is the this is the diner. No, I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about the, the grocery store, mm-hmm. and I buy not one but two sharing size M M&M and M bags. One peanut M and M's. One okay. peanut butter M M&M. and peanut butter slurry. Okay. And then I bring them home, and I get out a big glass cookie jar. Of the kind that you might steal a cookie from, mm-hmm. that was that would be on top of the refrigerator or where someone put a cookie jar. Mm-hmm. And we always had clear cookie jars so you could see the cookies. I know some people have opaque cookie jars. That's like marking Daddy's bourbon bottle. Yeah, that way, right. that way, Mom can see. You say yeah. you say you say who stole the cookie from the cookie jar, and then the child answers, "Not me." And the mom says, "Not you." And the child says, "Not me." And the mom says, "Then who?" And you have and to name little, someone else. Ghost, the little ghost that has not me on his T-shirt right. runs he, through the room. He goes and scrubs up Jeffy's footprints. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> did you have what kind of cookie jar did you have? Did it say cookies on it? Um, I what? don't think we had a canonical cookie jar. We had lots of things like that. We had, for example, oh, oh, John, you're going to know this from your innumerable trips to thrift stores over the last eighty years. Uh, the sets we got a set of canisters. There's one, one that, that said, says sugar. One that says flour. Ludes, uh, diet pills. Oh, yeah, exactly. You'd have those, and they're usually like an aluminum thing that have been the family forever. We might have things like that. I th- I feel like we did not buy a ton of cookies, and when we did have cookies, they were the, like a nutter butter or something. I enjoyed that. Would these stay were in made. Bag. These were made cookies. You know, it was a special thing. My mom would make cookies, and then you have cookies. Yeah. No, no, I, I I honor it. It's just I don't think I don't think we have one of those. Um, Let me just throw the- this out there. My mom okay. wants everybody to know this. Yeah. And we're going to get to that in a second because I'm going to start doing a podcast with my mom. But there, my mom wants. That's a, that's a always, very good idea. Yeah, she's always wanted people to know that the way to get a cookie to stay soft in the cookie jar is not to put more butter in. It's counterintuitively you put less butter in. That is that is that is a huge that's a life hack and it's a turns out all in one. I had no idea. That's right. It's a it's I would a have shock. thought I would have thought butter affords moisture. And that's what happens. You put more you're like, oh more butter, I'm gonna make them. It's like drinking salt water. I get it. No, the okay. butter is what makes them crispier. Mm-mm. Think oh. about it like a like a chicken. Like you a get chicken, a good put, sear. I get it. You put more butter in to make it crispier, you put less in to make it chewier. Less than the recipe I'm saying. Anyway, I combined the peanut butter M&M's and the peanut peanut M&M's in the cookie jar and mixed them up so that every handful you got some of each kind. Get a mix, yeah. Because that's what I like. I like a little stuffing. I like a little gravy. I like a little 
little mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't want any rosemary, and there aren't any in these M and M's. And what I didn't do is get rosemary, the regular rosemary M and M's are, are something that never should have been uttered. <laughs> it might be, if, according to the book, The Secret, that might now be evidence because we brought that into the world. We've what about said cilantro it. cookie? <laughs> You're saying that no one, maybe it's possible, no one ever said rosemary M and M's until right now. John, if, if we get through this Delta thing, I give it six months before there is at least two competing restaurants in Portland that have herbal cookies, and not that kind of herb. Oh, you know they already have herbal cookies. Uh, I've I've gone into places and they're like, oh, would you like to try some of our licorice fudge or whatever? Also, stop doing things with flowers. Don't put flowers in food. Just stop all of this. You know, just everybody's being too cute. And they're too close to it, John. They're too close to the flame. They don't see how cute they're being. Mm-hmm. It's not helping. Maybe they do. I, you know that ice cream parlor in Venice Beach? All they serve is ice cream made out of flowers and laurel leaves and ketchup. Yeah, but that's you like, Ber- like, that's that's like, like Berkeley. I, I'm, glad Ber- I'm glad Berkeley exists, but I don't want everywhere to be Berkeley. Are you glad Berkeley exists? I think it's important. This is what I say to people who, who are in, from Berkeley or going to Berkeley. As I say, I'm glad Berkeley exists because I think we need Berkeley to tell us when we've gone too far. <laughs> like, you know, like if there's not a law that says all, all dogs can only be served fair trade coffee. Right. You know what I'm saying? The kinds of things where you're like, I don't even know where to begin with you, Berkeley. But I'm, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad you're around. I used to think this is about Texas. Bad on me. I used to think with Texas, it's, well, because do you remember when we were kids, I'm sorry, I'm getting off your story, but do you remember, I say this to people all the time when I talk about how I'm from Florida, mostly, and how, like, when I was a kid, Texas, it was Texas and Southern California, were the two places where all the crazies were. Texas always seems so big. Texas seems so big, but, and and I think it's probably a, what they call the law of large numbers. That's partly why you get so many crazies in Mm. Texas, Mm. right? And then even in Southern California, in the Manson family, who, who you got there, Tex Watson. Right, so oh. Texas, but the thing is, I think Florida has 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 uh, stolen their uh, crown, and now uh-huh. Florida is the is the home of crazy. But not. I like I like Berkeley, and it's a lot of fun. But they are awfully cute. You know, in in Washington, it used to be Olympia, because, you know, Bellingham was always Bellingham. Everything was always everything. You know, Tacoma had a very unique character, and there wasn't anything cute about it. Tacoma had zero cute. If you had cute and were driving through Tacoma, you put it in your glove box until you're on the other side. But Olympia... I get it. I get it. It's like, a, it's like a, you know, how you can, uh, in New Orleans, uh, bless their heart, if you have a drink and it's in a cup, as long as you're using a straw, it's not considered an open container. Oh. That's, that's, ex- well, that's extremely cute, but that's part of the tee-hee fun yeah. of, uh, of New Orleans. In this case, you're saying, as long as I can't see you're cute, I'm not going to search your glove box. It's interesting. Open container in that in that sense, it's open to the air. But when you put your lips on the straw, the the drink never touches the air between between the the bottom of the of the drink. These, and these kinds lips. of laws can be very strange. I, I don't mm. know if this is true. I'm not a lawyer, but I remember being told in Florida that when you go out and you buy your 12 pack of Bush, uh, that you need to put it in your trunk because if it's in the passenger oh. compartment, yes, even in the back seat. That is in violation of some uh, uh, open container adjacent law. Sure, put it in the trunk. Put it, but put don't it put it in the trunk and leave it in there on a hot day. No, Maybe. especially Bush. Yeah. I, you um, know, I didn't go to Texas for the first time until I was in the long winters. And I remember we had a show. It was our first show booked in Texas. 
Uh, we were driving there to meet the band Centromatic in Denton, Texas. We were going to meet them for the first time. We were going to play a show together at the Rubber Gloves in Denton. And we were driving, that was the name of the cool bar in Denton. <clears throat> we were driving there and we were coming at it from a weird direction. I think we were coming to Texas from Memphis, maybe. And, and Denton, I had, if I remember from the Mountain Goat song, that, that's got to be in West Texas, right? Well, it's in North Texas. It's so North that's Still, that's Dallas. a long ass drive with probably not many venues in between. Right? Everything in America is a long drive if you have nothing to think about. I heard that's true in Canada even more. Oh, even, oof, there's a whole Canada in between the two Canadas. There's a, whole, there's a bunch of Canada we don't even know the name of. But I've in that been, instance, you drive from, you drive from Tennessee, you're going to drive, I don't have a map in front of me, but yeah. that's a, that's a pretty, that's going to be a pretty long drive. Yeah, you go through all these, uh, these Arcaloosas and stuff down there. Oh, and the, <laughs> yeah, Tampolini, the, the got whole to, way. Yeah, Kansas City. I'm, I'm driving along and I'm thinking back to sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade, right about seventh grade. When uh, when Who Shot Jr. was on everybody's lips. Who Shot yeah. Jr. Nin- 1980, 81. Mm-hmm. Who Shot Jr. Who Shot Jr. Who Shot Jr. It was the a lot thing. of people it thought was... it was that one guy, the like lawyer looking guy who's not mm-hmm. in the family. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people did. It turn out to be Kristen. I don't remember. Well, see, but I didn't all I didn't summer long. Watch. This is all. The, 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 it was this was no wait. This is post Devil went down to Georgia. This would be 1980. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. post that. It was post. Uh, it was post. Um... The uh, Smokey and the Bandit. This was the. This was the. But you might still get to watch BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear. Culture on the skids. This is really. Uh, really Oh, I love that band. Okay. And so uh, Dallas was on TV every week, and people Mm -hmm. were really Mm -hmm. into watching Dallas. I just think I just sang. I think I just sang. Raiders of the Lost Ark, thinking I was doing Dallas. Wait, dun 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 dun. That's that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. How does Dallas go? Don't remember because I didn't watch it because I was oh, again it. I was again it. I wasn't what about Falcon Crest. Did you watch Falcon Crest? No, Dynasty? no, because I was again it. I was again it. Again it. Did you watch Dukes of Hazard? You watched Dukes of Hazard, right? No, I didn't watch. Well, I watched a little bit of the Dukes. I think you might be anti-Southern. Well, because my mom was so anti-Southern that I just couldn't. She was oh. against it. She was. She the was, South and Bonaparte, two things that she didn't. She like breaks no country truck. music. She thought mm-hmm. it was hillbilly yodeling. She was just against it. The whole mm. bit of it. Got it. And okay. you know what I didn't realize? I thought that she was against it because because her great grandfather fought in the Civil War for for Ohio, but no. Partly what she was against it for was that her father. And her brother and her large, a large portion of her mother's family, all moved to the south. Denton is Denton is uh, forms a triangle with Fort Worth and Dallas. You got Fort Worth and Dallas, which are cheek to jowl, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul style, and then up north of there. Okay, I thought this is where the best ever death metal band is from. They they are well, Cyrus. You know, I'm going to take issue with it. Actually, well, when you punish a man for you know. I feel like the best the best ever death metal band is from Finland. Oh well, this would but, be the best ever death metal band out of Denton, which is a smaller pond, death metal wise. Right, 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 right. And then you could get into like you get into the levels of death metal. You get into Swedish death metal. Then you drill down into my favorite, which is melodic Swedish death metal. Mm. That's where you're getting. We're not talking about church burners here. This, that's mm. a whole totally different head. Are we not though? Well, I think I think uh, you know what I don't know enough about it to say. There you uh, go. I'm, Denton Denton is north northwest of Dallas, northeast that's of Fort Worth, and I would say 
I'm not an expert here. That is very central Texas, it seems oh, to me. Yeah, central north, though, because central north, north of and east. there, yeah. north of Denton, what is there? What the hell There's is there? There's a Denton there? Chickasaw Nation, Choctaw Nation. You got, it's up in uh, Oklahoma, you got Waco up there. Nobody wants to be up there. No. That's, Tyler, that's You might Longview. as well. You're in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. Okay. The thing about, I mean, Denton used to be like Boulder used to be to Denver. And the thing is, you, we say Dallas-Fort Worth, but Fort Boulder Worth is way the hay over there. You can see Fort Worth from Dallas. Is that also how Athens is to Atlanta? Yeah, there you go. You're talking and, about college ta- college-ish town, different disposition than mm-hmm. its neighbor, or maybe to some extent Gainesville in Florida, a little okay. bit. Yep. Like when you drive, you drive out of Gainesville, well, but man. Gainesville, no, no, no. See, Gainesville is different because Gainesville does not have a corresponding metropolitan area. True. Okay. Except what, what, what would it be? Orlando? No, Tampa? no, you're totally right. I just meant like to, to, to Tallahassee for sure and in Gainesville 10 times more. Like you drive out, here's the area where you can, uh, you can play at the covered dish and buy a futon and then yeah. you drive a few miles and it's like, well, see, like the, you're, well, you're in pickup country, buddy. What happened with Denton vis-a-vis Dallas-Fort Worth is mm-hmm. what happened to Boulder vis-a-vis Denver, which is what happened to Athens vis-a-vis Atlanta, which is that at one point, and not that long ago, okay. they were completely separate communities way out. You know, you, you got out no, into but, the sticks. Nobody considered them adjacent, huh? No, because they weren't. They were, they were they were they were They were that away. But little oh. by little, the creeping suburbs coming out of Decatur and coming out of whatever, Golden. Eisenhower made all those highways. Mm-hmm. Now everything is everything. You drive north from Denver now, and you're just in, you're just in bedroom communities all the way to the border of is Boulder. Boulder my, I think my friend Chris, who I've mentioned here, I think my friend Chris went to Boulder. And yeah. it does, don't they have a funny university name? It's called CU, but it's the University of Colorado. Is that I right? Know, that's what it is. Because it's also where many... Mork and Mindy was located, if memory that's serves. Right. There are too many UCs out there, so Boulder just flipped it around CU, but it's not Colorado University. We got There's UCs one of those the butt here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. We need but, more letters. So uh, the thing is, Boulder did a thing a long time ago where uh-huh. the where they nimbied themselves and they said within the city limits of Boulder you can't do certain things you can't have a Taco Bell you can't you know you have oh, to Oh they did bu- like that bu- whole bu- like bu- sign ordinance type thing. And what happened what had happened was Boulder uh-huh. resisted becoming a bedroom community of Denver and what it became is a rich hippie enclave. You have to be rich to buy a house okay. in Boulder. Okay. Hippie enclave now. I bet that and happened a of, lot in Washington. None of those hippie enclaves, that, none of those people, they're all 75 now and they don't want to sell. And they got these bungalows that are worth a million and a half. And Boulder, even in 1990, you could you could buy a house Denver in Boulder. Denver wasn't for, incorporated for until 18, 1866, John. Well, and if you look at Denton, Denton's got a town square. It's I'm like looking a at it now. Thing. This building is gorgeous. This is the yeah, courthouse. No, yeah, this the courthouse right in the middle. It's like, you know, 1.21 gigawatts right there. No kidding. You could hang a wire off that and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. I'd expect a kid to go hoverboard right by this. This Lock is a beautiful tower building. Ended up getting hit by lightning. But not but the one. We that's not the one in uh, in Austin. That's a different clock tower. That's a different clock tower. As we were driving toward Texas, I was having this identity crisis mm-hmm. because here I am. I'm 32 years old. I've never been to Texas, and it felt like I'd done it intentionally in order to honor a, a pact that I'd made as a, as a young man, as a 12-year-old, a pact that I made when everybody wanted to know who shot JR, I swore, I put my hand on the Dungeon Master's Guide, and I swore, 
I'm never going to go to Texas. I made one of those Whoa. those punk rock uh, swe- uh, oaths. I'm never going to go to Texas. No, I get that's it, a- but that's that's big talk. It, the thing is, I didn't know. And and in Alaska oh. at the time, there were so many oil people from Oklahoma and, and, and Texas and all these people, Louisiana. They were all up there uh, because of the pipeline. They had just completed the pipeline just a couple of years before, and they were all, all their southern accents up there conflicting with our with our native uh, Minnesota accent, as evidenced by uh, hmm. uh, by our vice presidential candidate uh, Sarah Palin. Is wait, so that's this is like uh, this is like one of those like the language guy on Wired. This is one of those kinds of things. Like why some people in New Orleans sound like they're from uh, Brooklyn. Is mm-hmm. this one now? Was that an accident or is that owing to Minnesotans coming here? There? No, it's not Minnesotans at all. It what it is is that. Norwegians, okay, emigrated. who also have death metal and church burning. They emigrated both to Minnesota and Alaska directly from Norwegia. Okay, and, so you could get a little house on. No offense to the Long Winter, but mm-hmm. you could get some Laura Ingalls ass people showing mm-hmm. up there to work on the rigs or the mm-hmm. pumps or the pipes. Oh no, no, long time before that, back when it was farmers and fishermen. Farmers and fishermen. The Norwegians came all the way long time before the Texans, and they were up there in Palmer and Wasilla speaking that like, oh, you sure? You betcha. Up mm-hmm. there. And this is before they just, Fargo, the movie Fargo, so people yeah, they just heard sound that. like they're from Wisconsin or whatever. Okay. That's, that's why those. That's why Sarah Palin talks like that. It's, and it's before it's everything was title. everything. Let's let's be honest. This is back when something could might be something, but it wasn't that you would not be exposed. People talk about this all the time. The that American accents used to be much more pronounced before the age of uh, radio and television because you and would I'm not, not be exposed to people from those different places. The 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 Norwegians weren't up there as like some kind of prominent people. They came mm-hmm. because they were getting kicked out of Norwegia for I don't know some potato famine or whatever. They were just farming people. The people that actually ran downtown Anchorage, they all spoke like they were from New Haven because they were. Okay. It's the it's just the it's just, it was the the hicks and the hillbillies that spoke like that. And then real hicks and hillbillies showed up from down south. So I was again <laughs> I was, I was again, uh, again it. You're again it. You're again, you're again Jr. and again Texas. I was again it all, and I swore in 1980, 81, whatever that summer was. I yeah. said I'm not going to Texas. Take that Texas. Take that America. And you would you would say this to people I when they'd be talking it, about Jr. and the, and wondering who shot him. Who shot you, him? I'd be like, don't care. Not I, I care. I don't care so much that I will never go to Texas. Not going to go. And at the time, the new vice president, George Herbert Walker Bush, was quote-unquote from Texas, although he was clearly from up— Nobody uh, that runs the CIA has ever been from Texas. That's right. And there was all this Texas talk, Texas, Texas, Texas. It had moved—the fascination had moved from Alabama, where where the bandit was was peeling out, Mm -hmm. and it had moved all the way, or, you know, whatever— Atlanta, right? He they were thirsty in Atlanta. They weren't thirsty in Alabama. He had to get across Alabama. That's where he was spinning his tires. Mm. Texas. So I'm. So here we are. Long winters. We're driving there. We're we're going to meet Centromatic in Denton, and I'm saying to the guys out loud in the van, I swore I would never go to Texas. That was an oath I I made. Did you feel like you were being disloyal to your well, young self? Well, you know, I'm. It's an oath. I mean, I don't make oaths. oaths. Oaths don't expire unless that's a specific codicil of the oath. That's right. The, I mean, point, the point of the oath is that you say, 
You know, it's like uh, Jerry Benton, uh, Seinfeld, uh, Benton Kramer about making levels in his apartment. And then when Kramer doesn't make levels, he says, well, the bet's off. I'm not doing it. And Jerry says, that's the bet. Like in this case, that's the oath. The oath is I'm not going. And if if I'm 30 and meeting Centromatic, well, bad luck for everybody. And nobody, there's not a living soul that even remembers that oath. Like uh, all of those people are dead. Or the ones that are living, they don't remember it. I made it, you know, it was the type of oath that you make standing in the center of a Halloween party. I'm never going to Texas. I totally understand. Because actually, and here's the, this this is the ugly part of this story. I started seventh grade at Wendler Junior High School. And I'd gone to North Star Elementary. Now, what, what had happened was... My mom, during that time, moved to Alaska, and she moved across Northern Lights Boulevard on the other side of Fire. Changing where you go to school? So she you was... Got, so you, you got fucked over for junior high and high school? You didn't get to go to the Ozzy Osbourne High School? Well, so that was, so that was different. But, I mean, I, oh. I had moved to Alaska, okay. and I left my, my fourth-grade friends, my kindergarten through fourth-grade friends, down at, you know, back in Shoreline. I'd moved to Alaska to live with my dad. Mm-hmm. I went to North Star Elementary because my dad lived on the west side of Northern Lights, just south of Firewood. Or, I'm sorry, just north of Firewood. Okay. My mom moved to the east side of... <clears throat> wait a minute. I'm not making any sense. Not Northern Lights. The Seward Highway. My mom was... That's the, okay. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but now that makes a lot more confused. sense. Tell me the Seward, the Seward Highway. My mom moved to the east side of the Seward Highway, right? You know, you go, you follow Fireweed across the Seward Highway. She lived right over there on Ingra. My dad lived over on, on uh, East 24th, which was just to the north of Fireweed on the west side of the Seward Highway. Northern Lights. What am I talking about? Hmm. We'll anyway, so now my mom's here, right? So everything defaults to your mom. I was going to North Star, but that would have meant that I went to Romig Junior High, which was associated with West High. But my mom, bless her heart, she moves less than a mile from my dad, but now I'm going to Wendler Junior High, which is associated with East High. Okay. Because I'm on the east side of the mm-hmm. sewer. All right. Whew. Oh, so track of. I they got, go. They have, they have a lot there for being so, such an obscure uh, state. They got a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, they got two. They got at, at the time at least two high schools. Is it geographically bigger than Texas, John? No. Oh, Alaska. Yeah. yeah. Well, Texas seems so big, and uh, but you, the but Alaska's the largest state of the union. That's well, because we've all been punked out by Mercator projections. Uh, no, we're still still the largest state of the union. Mercator mm. Mercator got it all wrong, but we're still we're you know we're two thirds the size of the world. Alaska. You can Two-thirds put the, the size. Whole, That's that is that is really big. It was big for a country, which makes it extra big as a, as an acquired state. You could put the whole world inside of Alaska. There would just be one third of you it. You could was, put the whole world inside of Alaska, and you still overlap. have room for a second Disneyland and two parking there'd, lots and a stadium for the Disneyland. Third, like a third, but it's it's but it's over the edge. It's like putting a pancake. on They top. have not found all of Alaska. There are ideas. It's a lot like Canada in that sense. Canada. You think Canada is big? Woof. Alaska, they're still looking for the rest of Alaska. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could put all of Canada in Alaska, and there'd be a la- there'd be the size of Alaska left mm-hmm. over. That's amazing. That is that is that's From big. Alaska. It's difficult to argue with how big that is. You're gonna need strong rules about uh, wh- wh- which part of which side of the highway John lives mm-hmm. on, vis-a-vis mm-hmm. where he ends up being educated. That that it makes sense, but you know that's what an oath is. An oath is a rule. An oath is mm-hmm. a rule that we give to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, all of my friends, what I, what I was saying was all of my elementary school friends are now going to Romig. 
I'm going to Wendler. But, you know, those are still my old friends, or at least I, you know, I kind of thought those were yeah. still my, my, like, my kid's you know, been through a similar thing with going to a different uh, middle school than the rest of her friends. And you end up having different groups. It's a whole different yeah, culture. You start trying to have play dates with your old friends. It doesn't work out. Cause all of a sudden you look, you look at them and you don't recognize them. And so part. Yeah. somebody from my, from North star now going to Romig invited me to a Halloween party. It was, uh, it was a Halloween party over, I'd never been to their house before. You know, this was like somebody that I knew from elementary school. I I didn't know them well enough to have been to their house previously, but now I was getting invited to this party. And I'd made a new friend at Wendler. I'd been there. Well, school starts on Labor Day or the day after. Mm -hmm. Like this was this would have been 1980. So 31 years ago. ago, Today, (laughs) I started at Wendler. Forty four no. <laughs> forty whoa. You 40, dropped a decade. That's called dropping a decade. Forty one years ago today Welcome. or tomorrow. I yep. started at Wendler Junior High School. I met Kevin Horning. Oh, Kevin moved, Horning. Yeah. He just he moved looms large. Alaska. He does. Oh. He just moved to Alaska from Seattle. He oh, did not want to nice. be in okay. Alaska. I like he this. didn't want to be there. He didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> he wanted to go back to Seattle because that's where his friends were. Yeah. And he, you know, his dad had lived in England. He'd lived in England with his parents. And so he knew all this stuff. He'd heard of the police by this point. He'd heard of new wave music. Like he, he had all this shit that the rest of us did not have. Right. He did not want to be in Alaska, huh? He'd gone to, what would it, what would you call it? Second base? He'd, he'd, he'd like. Second base, second base is the top part above. I never really, I, I, I think there's, do we need to standardize? First of all, we need to talk about MILF inflation at some point. We also need to talk about standardizing the bases because maybe toward the end of this episode, I also want to talk about they might be giants at some point. Um, but let's can we talk about the bases at the end. But he yeah. had had he'd had a, a a knowledge that was carnal. He had gone. He had he'd gone to second base. I had never it, the bases had never <sighs> occurred to me. I still didn't know what going with meant. Is that, that, is that, is that boot touching? Yeah. What he said was. He had been, he and his girlfriend had been in a park. It was autumn. The leaves were falling and he took some. Oh, and because it was fall, around. he was bracing himself that he didn't tumble down and he accidentally uh, grabbed no, left. No, there wasn't anything accidental about it. He took some leaves. He stuffed them down the front of her sweater. Okay. Ooh. And then she said, get those leaves out of there. Mm, you're a and bad it boy. Was all, it was an elaborate, it was an elaborate uh, pas de deux. Oh, I see. She's waving him in. She's the second base coach. Saying, yeah. get these leaves out of here. Get these leaves out of here. Teehee. Oof. Anyway, so really, really I get him out. Kevin, really get him my, out. <laughs> my brand new friend, my brand new friend who, who, is, who doesn't know anybody in Alaska, he and I met the first day of seventh grade, and somehow oh. we became friends. He was almost a year older than me, but there was some. Which is a big of, deal at the time. It was a big deal at the time. We were in Miss Dexter's, Ms. Dexter's, I'm sorry, Ms. Dexter's oh. science class. Uh, where we all sat at big tables that had that black surface, uh, that lab table surface, where if you put you, your you know we on, have one of those in our hallway. You have one. A oh yeah, I, I bought a science you... table in Tallahassee. I've got one of those. They're super heavy. They're wooden tables with the black yeah. top and the boogers slate. underneath. Yeah, that's all it. original. Yeah. So I said to Kevin, "Want to come to this Halloween party with me? It's a bunch of my old friends." And he was like, "I guess so, sure." And I said, "Why don't we go as commandos?" Hmm. And he was like, "Okay." Kind of like, said, a, like a SEAL Team 6 type situation? Yeah, but this was before we even knew there was a SEAL oh, Team Oh, so six. really more like a G.I. Joe. Well, yeah, exactly like a G.I. Joe, right? We're going against mm-hmm. Cobra Commander here. Yes. And so I'm like, we'll put, you know, we'll put like 
camouflage paint on our faces. We'll we'll wear all black or, or uh-huh. camouflage, and we'll be commandos together. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And and I got Kevin in trouble a lot being commandos. I think I've told the story where we got we we were running around on the roof of my of the Alaska Railroad building with with toy guns, and we got oh yeah. Well, and so more for you it was almost more of a lifestyle thing. You know, yeah. my culture my culture is not your costume. That's right. Well, that's exactly right. And this, this that whole thing on top of the Alaska Railroad building, that happened within weeks of this event, this Halloween party event, where I, and this was the first time I betrayed Kevin. And it mm. wouldn't be the last time, but this was the my first betrayal of Kevin. We showed oh, up at this no. Halloween. And the thing was, I had on all black, but the only way that I could get all black, because I've never been a black wearer, I had some black pants, I had a black shirt of some kind. But the only jacket, and this is Halloween in Alaska, it's cold. The only jacket I had was like this suit jacket, this black suit jacket. A blazer? A blazer, a black blazer. Mm -hmm. And I had black leather gloves. And then here's the the kicker. I had a black cowboy hat that somebody... (laughs) And so... (laughs) Oh, God, that is a lot of look. It's a lot of luck. And so my commando outfit was all black, a black blazer, black leather gloves, a black cowboy hat, and then shoe polish on the face in a, in a camo style pattern. Right. And so Kevin shows up and he's wearing what, what would be a better version of this costume. He somehow had a camouflage hunting suit Head to toe, you you know, like a and like a like classic a, classic green and brown camo. Yeah, like an insulated mm-hmm. brown hunting suit. We didn't used to have all those different kinds of camo in the digital camo. You had yeah, just camo. It was like this green was and brown. this was this was oak tree camo that you would use to hunt deer in the Midwest. Okay, and then he had some kind of green um, radar O'Reilly hat that had ear flaps, helmet liner, mm-hmm. and then he had you know also the the camouflage the you know the black face paint. And so we show. But that's up. A, it's a fun, listen. Let's be clear. It's a functional blackface. Yeah, yeah. No, this was this was commando. Well, you gotta, this with, was, these, with these young people today, if you describe yourself wearing a <laughs> wearing a blazer, black gloves, and a cowboy hat <laughs> with blackface, yeah, I want to give some subtlety to the fact that you just didn't want to be seen. Obviously, yeah, no, no. This wasn't an Amos. That's and the whole point of camos to not be noticed. That's why you wear the cowboy hat. So we go into this party. And it's a bunch of kids that I knew from elementary school, but also a bunch of kids from Romick Junior High I never saw before. And so that's weird. And then I'm bringing my friend from Wendler Junior High that nobody's ever met before. This was the first time I ever saw dry ice in a punch bowl. Oh, wow. So that was very exciting. That's because a pretty the, big deal. Yeah, the punch was like fucking bubbling and smoking, and it was rad. But we're standing there in the kind of the alcove, and it's cold outside, and so everybody, you know, you have to take off your coat and your boots when you when you come in. We're standing there, and we're just like, oh. And I'm thinking to myself, this was a terrible mistake. Because if it had been just my six best friends from elementary school, it would have been really weird to bring Kevin but in fact, it's six to ten people I knew from elementary school and ten other kids I've never seen. So did, did it make you feel bad for Kevin that he was kind of stuck in this odd place? Wait. Or you felt awkward for you too? It gets worse. 
Oh, no. Because one of the kids that I knew from elementary school, a guy I didn't like, a guy that all, he was the kid. So the smartest kid, and by smartest, I mean the one that aced every test in our school, was Dominador Gobeleza. That is a terrific name. Dominador got, he just set the curve. Dominador Gobeleza set the curve. And then right behind Dominador was Lori Basler. The Lori Basler? The Lori Basler. Lori Basler was the the second most smartestest kid in the class. And she had, she was, you know, she was always chasing Dominador and it was a fraction of a percentage point, but Dominador just never got a question wrong. Lori Basler, you know, I don't know, every once in a while, maybe she was distracted by the fact that I was sending so many love hearts at her from across the room that it just, and she, not that she would ever notice or look at me, but that they just, you know, they bounced off of her and they, and they caused her to miss one question. She, she might've noticed something or felt something, something probably, let's be honest, uncomfortable, but yes. she might not have associated with you. No, she felt a disturbance in the force. Okay. But then, so they were the two smartest kids in the class and then came me widely regarded as the most gifted kid in the class. Subtle, now, whatever, but important. Whatever Very that subtle. meant, but it was mm-hmm. something that the teachers... It means you're not would, living up to your potential, I think. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. The teachers would say these types of things out loud to us. Gifted is just only a little bit better than being called special. It was something. It meant mm-hmm. something. It meant that I was, in a way, outside of the problem, outside of the question of who was the smartest kid in the class, who clearly it was Dominador. But then I was outside of it somehow, over here, the most the gifted one. And then there was this kid, Matt, who was running a distant fourth. And Matt could not, he could, he could handle Dominador being the smartest kid. Because how are you going to touch Dominador? He can't get, he's, he never gets he, anything wrong. Was he okay with, with Laurie being number two? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You can't fight, you can't, you can't argue with Laurie Basler because she's incredible. Laurie Basler can, anything she touches turns to gold. Dominador's just flying. Dominador is like an SR seventy one. And the thing is, Dominador, okay. the sweetest kid too. See, He's that makes that makes it guy. harder. But what about that white ribbon gifted kid? Well, that's the problem. You and I was when I showed yeah. up in fifth grade, I was the new kid. I'd come from Seattle, yeah. and so all so Matt had always been number three, and he was comfortable <gasps> in that position. You came at the king. You didn't even know it. Well, and so I'm in the room. Right. And Dominador's yeah. got no, he's got no beef with me because Dominador's a golden child. He's also very, he's also very beautiful. He has nothing to worry about. No, I'm fine. He's like, and, and the thing is, he's like, oh, you're the most gifted one. Great. Cool. Whatever that means. You can draw or you mm-hmm. can cut stuff out or you remember things like that's fine. And Lori, she had no problem with me because, you know, here I was, what was I? I was, I was over here. And like, your, your, your mind bullets were bouncing off from I'm just, and that, the thing is, if Lori had told me to go put my head in the toilet, I would have done it. Well, I, don't, I mean, it's Lori. <laughs> Come on. But no, yeah, that's right. But no, this kid, Matt, all of a sudden, he's Matt. he's aced out, right? The, what is he? He's a white ribbon now. <laughs> he's not a blue. He's not a red. <clears throat> I, I would go further. I think, uh, I think at this point, he's the he's the he's the runner up, and I think he's at, he's at very much he's descended to participation award level. And so he's always. And he knows it. He probably knows. It. He's smart enough to. He's not smart enough to be in the top three, 
or it's top two plus one, but he's smart enough to probably realize that he's been aced out by John Roderick. Oh, he, no, he's, it's not a question of smart. He feels it because it's like the oh. teacher goes, okay, well, let's get, how about Dimitador, Lori, and John over here, and then um, whatever, you, 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 and you. And he's just like, what? He's you. He's totally you? He's yeah, Fredo. yeah, yeah. Oh, Ugh. poor guy. And so, but he is one of these guys. He deserved it, right? Because he's treacly. He, you know, he's try. He tries to make alliances. He's always trying to undermine. Yeah. What basically we turned him into Fredo, or maybe I turned him into Fredo. Mm-hmm. But I don't care because I'm new at the school. I'm just like, you're, I don't sounds know. Sounds to me like you're more like Tom Hagen in a lot of ways where you're very highly respected, but you're not really, you can never, not only, you, you, well, you're in the family, mm-hmm. like honorarily, but you're not a wartime consigliere. Well, but that's the problem. I wasn't, I'm not, you know, Tom Hagen takes orders. I didn't take orders. Dutch I wasn't. Irish. I'm yeah. just out here, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm floating by, right? I'm like, yeah, his father and I were in the olive oil uh, business. I'm somebody uh. else. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we German Irish, not Dutch Irish. What kind of craziness am I talking here? We were well, Dutch Irish. Yeah, those two Dutch Irish. Meet. Oh, can you imagine the, that? The Dutch over here, the Irish over there. They never meet in them. That's the super not... tall and the super small. No, no, no. Always I after mean, me, Lucky Charms. The the Dutch and the Scots, sure. Dutch Scots, but, but and yeah. the Scots and the Irish. It's the Scots that they're the they're the place where the Dutch and the Irish meet. Okay. I'm standing in the doorway of this party with Kevin. We're kicking the snow off of our boots. And Matt comes over in Matt. a way. I already hate Matt. And, and, and the thing is, he's going to Romig now. I'm no longer a threat to him. Yes. I'm, I'm over. I'm at Wembley. Time to mend our fences, Matt. What's going on? What are we doing here? And he tries to mend fences. He looks at me. He looks me up and down. And he goes, oh, oh, are you JR? Oh, shit, dog. He said, he, wait, 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 so you guys walk in, you're kicking the, the, the snow off your boots, the boots off your feet, you're coming in, and, and Matt goes out of his way. Matt, who has no reason at this point to, to, to cause any kind of uh, dust up with you, he comes up and he says, are you JR? Now, he's not, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. I've got a cowboy hat on, and it's 1990 or it's 1980. Yeah. I've got a cowboy hat on. Of course I'm JR. I got black mm-hmm. leather gloves. I got a blazer on. Hmm. I'm a, think of pivoting I'm a, to Commando Jr. For you I'm a, a seventh grade Jr. Okay. And I look around the room, and everybody. This is a seventh grade Halloween party. This is the year that people stopped wearing costumes yeah. and started wearing costumes. It got cute. Everybody now. There's no. There are no princesses here. There are no Tony the Tigers. No, Nobody's no, dressed yeah, like like. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, I know Yogi irony. Bear. Irony had not been popularized yet, but it's just where you might start getting a little bit ironic. Well, or you know, or you're wearing something where there's no freaking shoe polish on your face. You know, oh, like I see. That's, it's a that's party. A, that's now. a big difference. Yeah, you're trying to look cute with each other. Sure. Right, and the costumes are like trying to be cool. Like I'm sure there was a Luke Skywalker, or there was some, but you know, you're not wearing a helmet. Because it's a party and there's, you know, there's punch and maybe the lights are going to go down and people are going to kiss. And it's just like it's changed. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. Nobody wants to kiss a man in blackface, except maybe another person in blackface. <laughs> well, so here's the betrayal. This is the first bit. This is the first betrayal of Kevin. The first time I ever betrayed Kevin and not the oh, last. Shit. Okay. I went into the bathroom. I washed off the <gasps> face paint oh, and no. came out and I was Jr. 
This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertraining. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your online presence and to run your business. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they got you covered. Squarespace combines cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Do it. it you know, if you will, it, it is no dream, they say, you know. Squarespace has everything that you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start out with a professionally designed template, and you use really easy drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products you have on sale, all this and much, much more with just a few clicks, maybe a couple drags. Real fun, real easy. All Squarespace sites are optimized for mobile, so your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You'll also get free unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources that will help you succeed. You know there's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. They have their award-winning 24 by 7 customer support if you need help. And they'll even let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. Plus, you'll have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. You know, what do you do with Squarespace? What can't you do? You can make your big idea into your new site, showcase your work. You can have a blog. You can have galleries. Promote your business. Announce an upcoming event. It's all its all so fun, so easy to use. Now, as you probably know, I hope you know, I'm a huge Squarespace fan. I've been with them for, I believe, over a decade at this point. And uh, they've been really good to me. They've been great to this show uh, because, of course, Squarespace.com is also where Roderick Online is exclusively hosted. So do me a favor. And right now you head out to Squarespace.com slash supertrain for a free trial. And no credit card is required. Just go get started. Play around. When you're ready to launch, use our special offer code supertrain because that's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once again, Squarespace.com slash supertrain. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code supertrain for 10% off your first purchase. And, you know, it shows your support for our program, which we really appreciate. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Are you... John. I know. This took a turn I could never have anticipated. This is absolutely against... You became the thing you hate right in front of Kevin. It is against my character in every respect. But I was... I don't know what was happening. It's not like I was going to kiss anybody. But you know, I was did you, were you, were you, were you panicking, panicking a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know what happened. Sure, no, I went no, in I totally understand. because I looked down and I realized, oh shit, I got a great costume on. How did I not know this? I went and I washed the paint off. Oh my And God. I came out, and for the rest of the night, everybody oh, yeah. was like, "Oh, great costume, man! You're Jr. <laughs> Who shot Jr.?" And I was and like, "Then ah, your friend, your friend, the outside of the lonely commando." He doesn't, Kevin, have, he doesn't have a cowboy friend anymore. Kevin, nobody knows him. He's oh, no. leaning against the wall, dressed in a very hot hunting outfit with a hat on and his face painted. Oh, and everybody's like, who's the, uh, who's the stiff? Who's the hunter? You, you're, you basically removed his context. Yeah, there was no context to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, my cowboy hat was already like not, it was not operable, right, as a, as a commando outfit, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it was a seed, but maybe you're more like uh, you're more like the speaking of Robert Duvall. Maybe you're more of like the apocalypse leader guy in this commando unit, and he's he's your uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Esprit de corps, your attaché uh, de, de toilette. What well, do you call that? Your your uh, chief of staff. Yeah, chief of staff. Uh, well, if if not that, no, probably not chief of staff. He's some kind of sergeant. But if you look at the char, you, char, charge a de fer. 
Uh, no, he would be. He's just a guy in in a commando outfit. Esprit de Scalier. He doesn't. He has zero epaulets on him. Ugh. If you look at the original, Kevin, I feel for Joe, Kevin so hard. I'm not talking about the GI Joes that are that are three feet tall. I'm talking about the little ones that had the that fought Cobra Commander. The later ones. There, there was one of them that had a cowboy hat on. He had a blonde mustache and sunglasses. He had a kind of sounds like holster. Big Jim, which was like yeah, gay GI yeah. Joe, which is what I had. Right, but but it could that GI Joe. Well, let's be honest, GI Joe got pretty gay in its own ways. Oh, the whole thing, right? It was it was all a way. Yeah. It was all the way for mental. No, no man in 1980 wanted to wear a rubber scuba suit that much. Uh, unless you were scubaing, but this was not. That well, would have been even weirder. But see, at this that's part. in the same way that you were cover for his commando. I think GI Joe's. If I could say, and this is I'm not this is, I'm not yucking on a yum or kink shaming. But like, I think he found the career that uh, that that suited his uh, his lifestyle, and good for him. In in Kevin's sense, he was a very good sport about it. But there wasn't anything he could do. We got dropped off at this party, right? I we, understand. The, yeah. the, the grownups were coming back. This was before you could just go to the phone and call your mom, um, or that that would have been the least cool thing he could have done. So he just sat and took it. He just took it. He was he was truly a commando in some ways at this point. Probably, I bet he was closer to what his costume was was uh the the shape that it was throwing that he was closer to that than a lot of people like you were let's be honest john and i don't mean this in an unkind way you know i love you but you were you were not very close to jr but he was very close to being a stealth guy who might need to defend his life oh that's where you're wrong because of course i was very close to jr just as i am to this day the kind of this rich man the, well, yeah, the kind hmm. of like dangerous, uh, maybe oh, not. Oh, you're, that good. you're a cad. Yeah, a little bit, right? The the hmm. one that's a, he's everybody knows him, everybody kind of likes him, but they also hmm. kind of don't. He's sort of like, what's he? I mean, in fact, by taking the paint off, but and, he's certainly not arriving his back at yeah. the party and being like, "I'm Jr." What more Jr. move is there than that? John, it's, John, di- disappointing, disappointing son of uh, a much better respected man. Such a JR move. You're such and, a JR, John. So Kevin's leaning against the wall. He is the commando. I am the JR. Oh, like, God. I've betrayed my friend. And I was kind of the hit of the party. Like, ha ha, you know, because it's something everybody could interact with. Everybody. John, you, you went to that party thinking you were one thing, but but just based on the, the unkind words of your, your uh, competitor, Matt, now you're suddenly weirdly relevant in oh, a way no, you probably Matt. weren't most of the time. Matt was trying to cutzel up to me. He gave me the greatest gift of the night. Matt, Matt. He was cutzeling? He was truly trying to mend a fence? He's cutzeling because he's like, oh, you know, I still, if I am friends with you, then I get some of your reflected glory. I see. Number four wants to claw his way back up. I get it. Okay. And the thing is, he's in junior high. He's not even number four anymore. As soon as you go to junior high, right? You you always thought you were number one, two, three, or four, and now you're number like No, that's like thinking you're the cutest M&M. Well, you're an M&M. M, get in the jar. You're an Eminem. Get in the jar. Ugh. I walk out of that party, and yeah. what what was the what I learned? What the, was the most Jr. about me was I had betrayed my friend. Oh shit, dog! And he said, "You might have been you might have been needing needing some shooting at that point." He said it to me. He was like, yeah. "You abandoned me." Oh no! Did he and say it at like, the party? No, he said it to me as we were driving home, and I was like, "You're right, I did, and I have no excuse." You know, and this was the beginning. Kevin and I are still friends. We talk on the phone. 
and I, you know, and I still have never repaid him for that. One of the things, and you implied, John, that, that this was this was the first, but probably not the last betrayal that's, of Kevin. That's right. And the, th- the thing is, if I if, if somebody gave me a hundred million dollars right now, if somebody yeah. listens to the program that ended up, they're about to go public Patreon. with their billion dollar company, and they, yeah. and they send and they give you a hundred thousand and me a hundred thousand oh, okay. shares. No, you know, you, I think I, I think for your project, it's important that we get this fixed. Mm-hmm. Well, the I thing will, is, I've I will want to hear about future betrayals. That of money, if yes. I get that money, the first okay. thing I'm going to do is set a little bit of a side, you know, enough to really make, really change his life, and just send it to Kevin because I owe him so much, all the way back to this 1980 who shot. Jared. Oh, you're going to apologetically publish his clearinghouse him, like you show up with some balloons and a novelty sized check, and you say, Kevin, I know I have, I need to make good on a lot of betrayals, but let's go back to October of 1980, and the first time I JR'd you super hard. And and there are oh oh this is the other thing my yeah. initials are JR my initials are JR your initials are and JR so you're every, JR you are JR every you oh, you're literally JR I'm freaking JR I was already JR it had all it everything just happened right oh, I'm JR man. I was JR so oh. I've done this before over the years I have sent Kevin gifts surprise gifts that were a little bit too maybe a little too much. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still because they're so I've betrayed him so many times over the years. They're just all these little things that I and little gifts aren't going to do it. I'm going to have to give Kevin mm-hmm. five million dollars one day, and I don't. And he's not. He doesn't want it. It's not. He's not asking for it. Yeah, but I, it's not. May not be for him. It's kind of for you. Well, that's exactly in the right. sense and that like, like you're not going to get that money. You go to Patreon.com/slash John Roderick. But the point is that you're going to set up some kind of uh, some kind of a trust. What do they call them? Not non cancelable trust. You set up some kind of a thing that says, Kevin, this is here. There's going to be more things in the future that neither of us know about, but let's let's begin paying down the first betrayal of Kevin with with the, this amount of money, and it's really it's going, it to up, it's going to be for his kids, right? I'm gonna I'll put a trust. Kids? Say, this is for your. He's got a couple of. Have you betrayed kids. them, John? JR? No, I never have, have and you? this is the thing. You know, I'm never going to be able to make it up to him to to for abandoning him in that party, but I will be able to put a trust together for his kids. This all requires, of course, that somebody write us into their to their business plan. Yeah, you go to patreon.com. I think it's very important. Now, J.R. Ewing, he's John Ross, uh, J.R. Ewing Jr. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, yeah, this whole Wikipedia article makes him sound pretty unappealing. No, but you pretty... weren't thinking about that. You weren't thinking about... And so, John, can I ask a follow-up? I don't think we have time for uh, uh, which base is boobs. But my question to you is, at what point in this timeline... Did you find yourself saying, I don't care who shot JR, I'm never going to Texas? Was that this party? Or? Is, no, I was saying this the whole time, even before. You were this saying is, this like in, the, in the cafetorium. This is how it was also a betrayal of myself because I had You would say, JR, Schmayar, I'm never going JR. to Texas. Never going. I was never going to go to Texas even Ugh. by this point. But I'm at the party and, I, and it was like a situation on the ground. Now, let me just say that Kevin betrayed me many times. Right, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. But who Kevin, shot first? Kevin. Who shot JR Until, first? The thing is, know? Kevin was a Kevin was a bigger boy than me at this time because he was a year older than me, and he used mm-hmm. to hold my face down in the snow. Kevin mm-hmm. was the one. Kevin made out with with uh, Christy Cada. Kevin ended mm-hmm. up. Uh, you know, Kevin had a girlfriend before me. Kevin was kissing Mary Baldoff on the side, and when I called him out for it, he punched me. Mary he Baldoff. Punched me. And then I kicked the side of his truck, and then he told his dad that I kicked the side of his truck, and his dad called, oh, Dr. Horning. You don't want to screw around with Dr. Horning. You know, one thing thing is you also, I I don't want to, I think we could probably uh, unintentionally belabor this, but um, you showed up at that party in blackface, Mm. um, and then you washed it off. 
sort of nice. The black face was John Roderick. And when you washed it off, you became JR. The black, the, the, the camo on mm. my face was... Well, potato, potato. Well, the thing is that yeah. this was... I mean, that's what I'm saying. I it's functional, it's functional turned, blackface. I had just turned... Don't say blackface, all right? Oh, I sorry. Just sorry, said, my bad. I had just turned functional 12 Functional camo. Old. Kevin was almost 13. Mm-hmm. Wearing camo to the party was... I walked into that party 11-year-old me, and I walked out of that party 12-year-old me. Kevin oh, was almost 13 walking into that. He was already late 12, and he walked out of that party probably 15. Oh, so, no. Do you, do you, you, what, want, you want to make it up to him, though? What had happened was, yeah. as we're driving into Texas, I've been thinking about all of this. I've been thinking about it. The long winners are excited to meet Centromatic. We're about to go on tour with them. We're, we're on tour. We're going to leave Denton with them on tour with Varnaline. And the three of us are going to go over to the West Coast and back up to Seattle. This was a this was a tour that made the Long Winters and and Centromatic like tight bros all the this way. Is, this is around. This is Pretend to Fall, right? No, no, no. Before this is the this is one of our first tours. And oh wait, this is, this is before the worst you can do is harm. No, worst worst you can do is harm. Okay, pre, but pre before before Pretend to Fall was even a twinkle in my eye. Okay. But Centromatic was who got us our uh, our first European record label, Munich Records. Then oh, we wow. got Centromatic, their Spanish label, Houston Party Records. Like we toured Europe, we did everything. We're driving in. <laughs> Is and it run things... by Daniel Lorca? Out of curiosity. No, he was never involved. <laughs> I was desperate to find a solution to this problem mm-hmm. because there was a part of me in my heart that felt like. I needed to cancel the show and not go to Texas. I'd made this oath. And as I'm driving there, we're talking about it in the van, and, and nobody, nobody in the Long Winters understood an oath like this. Very few people do. Very few people understand how an oath can be binding uh, what would have at the time been the Beyond how long ago it was, beyond whether it was a good idea. Once again, that's the point. The point is you made the oath, and yeah. you could you could either keep it or you can break it, but you cannot alter it. At the time, it was only a 20-year-ago oath. Now it's 40 years. That was 20 years ago that I'm wow. driving into Texas with this problem. Holy shit, you're right. Oof. Oof. That's half and, a JR ago. That's, that, <laughs> so we're driving in, and I say, all right, look. If we're going into Texas, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm viola- I'm breaking this oath. This this what at the time feels like an ancient oath. It's longer ago than half my life ago. And that remains true to this day. And so, the only way I can break this curse, this the only way I can I can honestly break this oath is to go all the way. And what that means is as hmm. soon as we cross into Texas, the first place we see that sells cowboy boots, we're pulling in and we're all buying cowboy boots. I remember this and Eric. I remember something about Eric buying. That's when this happened. Yeah. And so we're driving down the highway in Texas. Did you, did you, just curious, did you, did you frame it that way? Did they, so they, oh, they yeah. knew about the oath. They didn't understand the oath. But yeah. did you present this to your band as, was it just one of those, hey, let's go uh, you know, no. pee and get some food? Or had you said, this is important for the journey? 
No, I said I said the only way we are going to trump the spell that I cast Holy is shit. by casting a higher spell, is by throwing we're 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 you know, we're throwing the twenty sided die here. Right. And we're the four of us together, or it might have even been five of us at the time, we're going to our combined uh Wonder Twin powers. Yeah. What 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 are the what are the uh, like a, a form of an ice monkey, shape of yeah, a ladder what, face? What's the manga thing where five of them combine and they become one spaceship? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like a oh. um, you could be like a, like a battle of the planets. Sorry, what's it called Voltron? Like a Voltron? Well, yeah, become a Voltron. And so we went into the and it was a giant boot. It's like you warehouse. all, but you all need to roll a seventeen at least. It said boots on the mm. on the sign. We pulled off. We went in. I'm I'm like. I'm like shaking with nervousness. Is this going to work? I could see you flop sweating as you enter into the JR oh, store. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not comfortable at all. We walk in, there's a kid that's 5 foot 2. He's got real tight Wranglers on. He's got a big hat on inside cuz you're allowed to do that in Texas. He's got pointy boots on and he says, "How can I help you fellers?" And we're like, well, "We got to get cowboy boots." And he's like, "You came to the right place." And we and that's right. <laughs> rolling, rolling, roll. And we all go out, we fan out, and everybody comes back with cowboy boots, and we show up in Denton <laughs> meeting Centromatic for the first time. And they are not they are not wearing cowboy boots. Nobody at the rubber gloves is wearing cowboy boots because that's not what's happening there. That's no, but you're like you're like when spinal tap. By uh, <laughs> by cowboy yeah. hats. I bet you pull it off about as yeah. well. And we all walked in, kind of teetering on our brand new cowboy boots. They're pinching Those our heels are harder there. to master than they We're look. Like, Howdy! Howdy! You're slipping everywhere. Howdy! We're like the the Far Side cartoon where the vulture's got a hat on. Howdy! 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 <laughs> But, uh-huh. but it did. It 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 broke the it broke the. How how whoa, whoa, whoa. okay hang on, hang on that's a big leap. How did you know the spell had been broken? How did you know that the oath had been successfully breached? How did you know it worked? Because because you because you because you is it because you made yourself go into the store and get the things then and be the thing you didn't want to be you you had to accept it to to reject it. This wasn't a Vichy France thing. Right. This was this was not a situation where I was like, no, 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 it's still France. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just petit France. It's mm. uh, this was it's the real the France. France. It's the France at Avignon. Yeah. When I'm fr- when I'm fucked up, it's the real France. Yeah. This was this was France. This was this was not France. <sighs> this was this was more of a thing where, uh, you know, Portugal is competing with Spain for, uh, you know, for the new world. And they're having a real Spain's real freaked out because Portugal is doing such a Portugal takes Brazil, Portugal, okay. you know, Portugal's doing all this business around the world. Portugal doesn't care about whatever the treaty it signed with Spain. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it starts because they share a border, but there are mm-hmm. proxy wars that are being played out all over the world, yeah, possibly yeah. even in Alaska, as far as that's I know. right. They're 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 fighting a global war, uh, and over and, over, a, over a border, basically. And well, but the thing is that there's no conflict at the border, they're just right. doing all that's this right, in yeah. Hispaniola, right? They're oh, fighting okay. all these. All They're right. fighting this thing in Suriname, and mm. then Spain realizes, you know, Portugal out out at sea is gonna is gonna kick our ass, and then Spain annexes Portugal. So mm-hmm. Portugal's out kicking their ass in in uh, in Cuba, 
but then Spain comes across the border, and they're like, guess who's part of Spain now? Oh, Portugal. not not so fast, Portugal. That's Obrigado. right. So they, Obrigado. Obrigado. Mm-hmm. Obrigado. So mm-hmm. that's a thing where Portuguese, the Portuguese didn't see this, the real story. The Portuguese are out here. They're thinking, ha, 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 look at us. We're in the Oh, Dutch the JR Indies. was right under their, under their nose. Yeah, and this, that's <sighs> right. And Spain comes in the back door, and they're like, actually— Hey guys. It's a, the story goes like this, mm. right? So it was it was on my oath, on my honor, to you know to help other people and obey the law of the pack. I came in the back door of the oath, and said, "Yeehaw!" Whoa! Nobody would have expected that. Nobody expected it, right? Even the oath didn't expect it. I basically took off the paint and became Jr. again. Oh shit! 